you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a a fictional character. It it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know. How do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to 
to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Feral Audio. Officially in session, it is rare that I get the opportunity to introduce true genius. Please bring to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan. Wait, 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 you're looking for a place to put your bag? You, you, get, you, get, you got the podium. That's your comptroller podium. Yeah, yeah, that's, you're, you're in a position of high stature. This is, you're the, you're the, your job is to keep me uh, from going off on too many tangents. Or just, or you can just sit and listen. That's fine, too. Okay. In any case, it's a huge, huge honor to have you here, guest comptroller at LeVar Burton. <laughs> I'm looking at my, uh, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm a child of the 70s, so my mom learned about race from Alex Haley. <laughs> and, uh, like, my, my consciousness of race began when my mom, I was playing with Sesame Street uh, figures that I was uh, playing. I've told this story quite a bit, because it just sort of, for me, it summarizes, like, as a 41-year-old, a, uh, a white guilt-driven liberal in the modern era, this is this is my this is my origin story. I was playing with a Gordon figure from Sesame Street and a Mr. Whipple figure, and my mom was watching me play with them, and then she said, uh, 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 "Do you, do you know the difference between those two? And I said, "I don't know. I don't I don't know the difference." Uh, and she said, "Good." And then, and if she had only stopped there, but she just, and then I kept playing and then she went, because the difference is one of them is black and one of them is white. 
and there's going to be people that try to tell you that there's a difference and that's important and you need to ignore them and blah, blah, blah. And then my mom would watch like mini series about the Holocaust and then she'd wake me up and she'd sit on the foot of the bed and she'd say, wake up, wake up. What? What's going on? Daniel, uh, one day people are going to tell you something called the Holocaust never happened. It happened. It happened. And then she'd go to bed. <laughs> I was a child of the 70s. Uh, your, you, uh, 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 LeVar Burton, before he was raising all of you via Reading Rainbow, he was... His first dramatic role, you're literally your first thing that you ever auditioned for. You started being an actor, you went on in your first audition, and it was for the role of a character named Kunta Kinte uh, in, a, in, a, in an adaptation of Alex Haley's Roots. And you got the part and, became, and, and, and were at the forefront of, of, of a, a, a transition that was happening in the 70s, yeah. of, of which Norman Lear was a part, yep. in which I was like a caught in the maelstrom of, or whether my brain was warped by. And now we live in this 21st century where, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to talk to the kids anymore. Now, now I'm racist because I actually uh, am fascinated with this stuff. That makes me racist. But you were like making my mom uh, think it was okay for all of us to occupy the world together and make it or okay for her to warp my brain. And then also teaching everybody to read with this awesome show. There were, it was mostly the theme song. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> It's like that kind of flangy reverb. Yeah. Who did that? Who composed that? That that is the work of Steve Horlick, um, the the composer of the Reading Rainbow theme song. Uh, we call it "Butterfly in the Sky," and uh, the vocals on the original um, version of the Reading Rainbow theme song was done by the very talented Tina Fabrique. Hmm. But we all we all heard that song, and then we'd all we were all drawn to the TV, like Fred Flintstone being drawn by the smell of Bronto burgers, <laughs> like kid, kid, kids who otherwise their brains would have just rotted for 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 want of uh, literacy. Shall yeah. we sing? Shall we sing the song, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we ought to do? You know, you know, I don't suppose you don't you don't you don't have that. Can you can you can you cue that up, Dustin? Can you find the Reading Rainbow theme somehow and cue it up? There's got to be a way to do like a kind of like we do we do the song and there's got to be like a way to do like a rap bridge or something. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how the song goes. Like I, 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 there's got to be a way I can bastardize the, uh, your work. If it's possible, Dan, you will figure it out. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. You're you're you were you were a founding father of the of the of 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 my consciousness and I was reading your Wikipedia Th those are the ways that I was familiar with you mm. but then I, today because it was like oh he's coming to do the show I better not embarrass myself I should familiarize myself with LeVar Burton's career I, 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 I so I Wikipedia'd you and I, I and I'm sure meanwhile you were like googling me and going why what's wrong with Chevy Chase what what are you <laughs> Who is this? Why, why? I don't understand. Where am I going? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, LeVar is only here because he was signing his children's book, uh, uh, The Rhino That Swallowed the Storm, which just came out. He was here in Texas, and we were able to get him. That's, uh, also, he's honored to be here. Honored to be here. I am. No, 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 no. That's, that's true. <laughs> if, 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 if I may. Um, if I may, Mr. Harmon. You are responsible, sir, for one of the most satisfying and fulfilling professional experiences of my career. We did it! 
It's only because I, I let you use your eyes. That's it. It would have been Star Trek, but they put a fucking visor on your face. You showed up the first day of work. You were like, oh, my God, I'm the new Chekhov or Spock or Sulu. I don't know who I am. I'm the new something. And then they're like, they're like okay. They put a banana clip on my eyes. And, <laughs> and it was all over. Well, yeah, I'm smart that way. Yeah, but ev- but eventually he, uh, yeah, I don't know. How did you, 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 what, what was that? I mean, I, I remember see, I saw the Trekkies documentary mm-hmm. when you're, you have the sound bite. You're like, give the actor his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> did I actually say that? I think, I think. They, oh, yeah, did I that say was, it that way? Well, okay. <laughs> Maybe that was an unflattering impression. Okay. That's sort of my actor impression. Okay. Uh, but, but I mean, I could see how that would be a tremendous bummer. Did you ever get adjusted to it? Or was the... Res- in the storyline, that when they lost the visor and replaced it with the context, was that a result of you... <laughs> okay. He's nodding. Yes. Th- that was you constantly yeah. every yeah. day. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, J.J. Abrams is like, why is my car keyed again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was very insistent that, uh, and, and Rick Berman, the, the executive producer, was, was, you know, and he was right. The visor was one of the ways that we telegraphed the technological sophistication of the 24th century. And I always figured, well, if we're so damn sophisticated, why can't we just put it in a smaller kind of, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, rem- I remember in that in that documentary that they're talking about the idea that the, it was like it was supposed to be very symbolic. There was a blind man yeah. that was at the helm of the ship. Yes, blind man flying the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was really excited to talk to you about, though, that I knew nothing about your childhood. It said that when you were 13 years old, mm. you went to seminary school. Yes. You were raised Catholic. I was. First of all, born in Germany. We yeah. should probably put a pin in that because that's distracting. <laughs> you were born in Germany. We'll get back to that. Um, but when, but raised Catholic, and when you were 13, you went to seminary school. You, were, you had every intention of being a priest. I did, yeah. And then in high school, mm-hmm. it says in your Wikipedia, I don't think that, I don't assume this is accurate, but I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to, it says, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it says, uh, uh, starting to have doubts in, 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 the, in the Catholic faith by, uh, after being exposed to the works of Lao Tzu. Uh, is I, that true? Taoism was a thing for you? Kierkegaard, um, Lao Tzu, the, the Tao Te Ching. I, Nietzsche. I had a, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Yeah. I call him Nietzsche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Nietzscheer. <laughs> a loud, I mean, da, the, Freddy, the, the Dow Day Jane was a huge thing for me yeah. in in high school. Yeah. It was like I was I was searching and searching, and I found the Dow Day Jane. Right, and it was like a tremendous that and Kurt Vonnegut. Those were like these huge things for me. Right, uh, I, I and it's so it's so interesting when you're a kid, when you're in your adolescent years, like anything could happen to you. Um, and, and, it, and then there's these libraries that are filled it was, with these... It was books. Yeah. It was literature. And it's not always the books that your teachers are assigning you to read. Some of those are great. Right. 
Um, a lot of those are great. Some of them are banned. Um, the the but but also in those same libraries, there's these other books right. by these profane, horrible, profane and profound dissidents yeah. or ancient uh, non-Christian uh, mystics. Right. Um, uh, 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 da, da, Kurt Vonnegut like slammed my brain against the wall, smeared it like jelly all over the place, and he has that uh, power. Yeah, I, I, it was uh, him and, and and David Mamet like uh, like like encountering his plays. I was like, are you are you allowed to write like this? And one of my drama teachers, Mrs. Lund, and at Brown Deer High School, she's like, "Yeah, I think that's a thing that you can do." If you woo, I got a woo for Mrs. Lund, right? I don't, I'm kind of babbling. I feel like this no, no, has no, happened to you a lot. I think a lot of people like probably like encounter you and are like, kind of, "There's like a strange sort of like Mr. Rogers meets Sting." <laughs> like, like people want to f- fuck you and please you and like. But also don't want to offend you, and like kind of like bowing a little bit while they're like, like I, I feel I feel that energy happening. I'm like, hey, oh, I don't want Levar Burton to leave mad. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I just want him to know that I really liked Vonnegut in high school. Um, <laughs> but the Tao Te Ching, talk the about the world's, the world's the world's the world's oldest book. Yeah, and I, and it was and it was my drama coach, Lee Bartlett, who was neither a priest or a brother. He was a layman. And it was the Catholic seminary after all. But um, it was it was Lee who was the the drama teacher, and he was the philosophy teacher. He taught all my favorite subjects. He taught me he taught English, and and he had the book list that really changed my course and direction in life. How many people in this room, save your applause until I finish the question, there's probably 200 people in this room, how many people feel that them being in this room and being who they are uh, owes itself in a major way to one teacher in their public education path? That's a good 40%, 60%. It's important. I don't know. Teachers, they're very low paid and very vomited upon. Uh, Unfairly so. I, I... I'm, I, I didn't bother to Google what your politics are, but I assume you and I both agree that we should probably take a lot of money and put it over into education and f- hope should, that that solves everything. We, we have spent way too much money on war and the machineries of war in the past two decades, and we've sacrificed two generations of our nation's children and yeah. their education. Yeah. Are you about to pour yourself another drink there, Mr. Harmon? Yeah, yeah, I am. Can I join you? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, that could have gone one of two ways. I thought it was an intervention for a second. <laughs> Here, let me... God damn, okay. If I use my shirt, you'll see my belly and... I guess you know I'm fat, so... Yeah. I wish I had a watermelon. I wish I had a watermelon. I wish I had a watermelon. That's a deep cut. All right. You are probably too young to remember, but there was an episode of Little Rascals. Do you know the Little Rascals? Where where Spanky, or maybe it was... No, it was Spanky. 
was, was rubbing Buckwheat's stomach, saying, I wish I had a watermelon. I wish I had a watermelon. And you just inspired me, Dan. <laughs> That was, yeah, that's, uh, finally we got there. <laughs> what do you, do you, uh, like, what, you, 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 there, there's a quote from you. Uh, I'm just going to pull up your Wikipedia page. In, in my own defense, Wikipedia used to say that I lived in Nova Scotia, <laughs> which I have yet to have the pleasure of visiting. But there is a quote from you on your Wikipedia page. It's in the, oh, that's Henry Silva's entry because I saw a waiter that looked like him. <laughs> God damn it. This is dead air. Uh, we will edit it out. Uh, LeVar Burton, Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. There's a picture of you in the middle of a very terse uh, statement in mm. your Wikipedia hmm. picture. Let's see, career. There's a quote from you. <laughs> now I can't find it. Ah, okay. If, if Here, you read it, because if I read it, it's weird now. Right. Can yeah. you, do you need your... I, 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 have, yeah. I have spectacles. It says, Burton reprised the role of Kunta Kinte in the 1988 television film Roots, The mm. Gift. When asked about the societal impacts of Roots, Burton is quoted as... Saying it expanded the consciousness of people. Blacks and whites began to see each other as human beings, not as stereotypes. And if you throw a pebble into the pond, you're going to get ripples. I think the only constant is change, and it's always slow. Anything that happens overnight is lacking foundation. Roots is part of a changing trend, and it's still being played out. So that was, uh, that's slow and steady wins the race, kind of like, uh, like, 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 okay, I, like, like, do, do you, I, 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 don't Dan, know, Dan. I don't know how to phrase the question. What I want to ask you is, are young people as annoying to you as they are to me? Or... <laughs> Like, 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 do they do they seem to have somehow lost something? Like, 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 was there in the seventies? Weren't we closer to something? Have we taken backward steps? I, I, I do believe that change is is sometimes two steps forward, a step backward. It's it's hard to see the forest for the trees. But I, in my own defense, the, the paragraph after that, I mean, the very next words go on to talk about after that very pithy quote talks about my work in Fantasy Island. <laughs> Very true, yeah. And Battle of the Network Stars. So there's that, Dan. Well, it's not your job to be a symbol. You never, you weren't born and your parents didn't say, can he please be a symbol? Right. Um, but you, I, I mean, I, I, but you are a symbol. Mm. You, you uh, like most of what you do is symbolic. Like your role on Reading Rainbow is symbolic. Mm. You're, by the way, uh, I'm all over the place, but uh, uh, we uh, should say congratulations to him. Reading Rainbow, which won like 26 Emmys throughout its eight billion year career. <laughs> He's the executive producer of it. Then it finally, uh, I don't even want to say the word died, but it, 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 it passed its, its natural mortal 
uh, no phase. child left behind. <laughs> no, no, seriously, no child left behind was responsible for reading Rainbow being taken off the air. How is that? Because uh, the federal government made a choice between teaching children how to read and fostering in them a love of the written word. My brain just exploded. <laughs> You're the community of child literacy, <laughs> right? I was canceled because the Nielsen system doesn't measure real audiences exactly anymore. Exactly right, sir. Uh, and so, like me, kind of, you have taken your shit online. Yeah. Like, like you did a Kickstarter. Their goal was a couple million. <laughs> and in three days, they made, like, five million. Because everybody in America, from $50 donors to million-dollar donors like Seth MacFarlane, yeah. which uh, kind of mitigates my feelings about him. Good job. Right? I have to be jealous of him. I have to be. You don't have to be. Yes, I do. Okay, fine. He's, 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 he's very successful and sings well. And My narcissism makes me think what I'm in competition for that corner. Yeah. doesn't even make any sense. Why wouldn't I eat less cookies? <laughs> Why do I get up in the morning and go, I got to beat Seth MacFarlane? Motherfucker, jog. <laughs> These are the kinds of things I want to confess to LeVar Burton. He's the father to a generation. Anyways, it's there. They have you have obviously successfully resurrected Reading yeah, Rainbow we, we in have. a. Thanks to you all. Thanks to you, we have. Thank you. All right, let's talk about Austin, huh? What yeah. A city. There's a governor's race here. Is there? Was, yeah. yeah, I was for my five minutes of uh, putting on new underwear in the hotel room, uh, letting the governor's ads play. I noticed there's like, uh, I think it might be a conservative state. It feels you, you like feels like Austin may be a little bit of an oasis in the middle of a a, a red a red sea. Um, a red, a red desert. Um, uh, seems like a, a lot of, there was, but you guys have a governor candidate. I was, t I was talking with your, uh, your, your, your peeps here in the green room. So there's this f kind of funny. Maybe it's not funny to them. It's funny to an outsider. There's a liberal candidate, Wendy Davis, and there's, <laughs> and there's the conservative candidate, Greg Abbott. <laughs> Here's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2014, so the conservative candidate is in a wheelchair. Greg Abbott, conservative as he is, wheelchair bound. <laughs> How do you get more liberal than that? The man is in a wheelchair. It stinks of, 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 of leftism. He's the embodiment of, 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 of altruism. He's in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> so someone shouted something out, but then more notably, someone next to him went, shh. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy Davis, who I, 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 got, I got quickly apprised, she's, she's kind of a hero in liberal politics. Okay. If you buy into the bipartisan uh, garbage, which I kind of am very jaded about, I, I kind of feel like everybody's just all the same thing. I don't care that much. But 
but if you if you I mean if you choose to choose sides between the Democrats and the Republicans, obviously the Democrats are the good guys. That's a no brainer. And w <laughs> Wendy Davis, like she did a big filibuster. They were trying to pass some horrible abortion stuff, and she you know she stood her ground. And she's she is she is one of the good guys within that paradigm. Not within Noam Chomsky's paradigm. She's a tool of the marginalization of, of the proletariat by virtue of, you know, feeding you the bullshit binary, when, which has slowly withered our capacity for dissent. Um, she's part of the problem. But let's just say she's one of the good guys. Because everybody knows that abortion and gay stuff and everything very important for the last 40, 50 years or so. Have you noticed this is very crucial stuff in every fucking election where you're just electing a bunch of rich people whose job is to tell you what to do. Um, Wendy Davis ran an ad that <laughs> seemed kind of benign where she was showing these shots. This is the funny world we live in now. It's 2014, so there's this Wendy Davis gover governor ad where they're showing these shots of a wheelchair. And, and well, actually, the point that, that her ads are making are that this guy that's in this wheelchair, the reason he's in a wheelchair is because he had this accident, and he actually kind of famously is the beneficiary of a very litigious kind of uh, pursuit. Like, he got injured, he made a lot of money by suing, and now he's a foremost advocate for kind of putting a cap on that stuff. That was the point of her ad. It was like, he sides with hospitals in, like, uh, this kind of stuff. And it's like, the ad was just sort of trying to say, he's a hypocrite. But the visual... like Herman Cain running for president. Yeah. The, vi the, the, the visuals kind of, like, allowed... <laughs> the conservatives to go, you're picking, <laughs> why are you showing that wheelchair? You're just saying he's crippled. And so it's just a very funny time in Texas. That's it. <laughs> it's just funny to me. That, like, like, yeah, I don't know. She's the bully because she's a Democrat and she ran an ad and it's got a wheelchair in it. And she tried. <laughs> you know, and I, and I said, why, why is Texas, why is it a red state when you go, you go to a city like Austin? And obviously, we're totally biased. I'm sure all the people you met today were probably pretty blue. Uh, not that you had any way of knowing, but I just have that weird feeling. I mean, you you're, get a sense about you're in folks. favor of children reading. It puts you on a decidedly left side of the... <laughs> it's already... You, uh, the, so no child left behind. <laughs> so the... Uh, it's, I guess it's like you kind of tally up all the little tiny little Texas municipalities. It's like it's a like big giant state, and you got all these little tiny towns in it. And it's if you group them all together and also adjust for all the gerrymandering and the mm -hmm. districts and stuff, like there's no way the state will ever be anything other than a big, big giant red thing on the map. I but don't there's Austin. There's that. There's Austin. There's Austin. <laughs> I feel like there should be a civic revolution. We're having these these elections are coming up now. There's no way there's no way to to vote for Obama. There's a, there's people who are disillusioned with Obama. There's people who are there's by and large actually I I feel like this is a theme that happens every 4 years at the very beginning of things everyone everyone exercises expresses their jadedness. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, "Well, I'm not going to vote for change again. We were promised change mm -hmm. and nothing changed." And I'm always like, G yeah, go with that thought, go with that. But then over the next year, what we're going to see is everybody gets sucked into this Coke versus Pepsi debate. And uh, I don't know, LeVar. <laughs> yeah, but what the is thing is, Dan, you do, you do know, you do know. No, I don't, you LeVar. Do. I don't know. 
Oh, the lights, is that mood lighting? <laughs> oh, we should move on. To, so I should talk about farts or poop or something. That's what I'm really good at. <laughs> I gotta get out of this political sand trap. I just wanted to impress you. You're very intimidating and gentle and smart and benevolent. And, and we, 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 we were upstairs with Aaron and, and you know, we, we told... We told LeVar that if he were to sign a copy of his children's book, The Rhino That Swallowed the Storm, like we wouldn't open it until we had a child, and if he wanted to, he could name our child by signing the book. And he, but he let it spill already. Then my, my Your first child would be named Kunta Harmon. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. It's kind of an appropriate... <laughs> Male or female, yeah. Kunta Harmon. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm trying to get out of the... I'm, I'm looking at my notepad. Uh, I want to get away from the uh, political stuff because I'm just so bad at it. It's not, it's not, it's not what makes me interesting. I, t I can talk about a shit I took, and it's, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Queen Elizabeth tweeted... <laughs> I just saw it on the news. Queen Elizabeth tweeted. Queen Apparently Elizabeth she did. A tweeter. She did. She did. The queen tweeted. But a lot of... Uh, the queen tweeted. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds funny. The queen tweeted. The queen tweeted. But 60% the, the but the, but of the coverage of it is dealing with the fact that because they had a big iPad set up for her to tweet, so she took off her royal glove and tweeted with it, with her finger. But it... Like, immediately, everyone was going, well, your first tweet that you tweeted, it's, it's not sent from an iPad. It's sent from an iPhone. Like, they immediately were, like, trolling her. Like, like, like she's, she's just got on Twitter, and she's already, like, having to deal with everything that we have to deal with on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, she said, she, I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure, I, I guess there was maybe a chance that they must have some aide in the corner with an iPhone going, okay, did she... Press the prop iPad. Okay, now I'll send the tweet, the royal tweet. And the royal tweet is like, oh, I'm the queen, I'm tweeting. <laughs> but I guess that iPad, and I kind of think, why is that? Was, was there a chance that she might have typed into the iPad? Like, uh, there was no I'm chance. I'm a parasite. Uh, the, uh, the man should not be governed. Run, run for the hills. <laughs> you have a right. You were born with all your rights. <laughs> All government is a lie. They had to contain her. Like maybe she does that sometimes. The queen tweeted. You heard it here first. They have toothbrushes in my hotel room here in Austin. It makes this already was the best city in the world. The hotel room has toothbrushes and toothpaste in it. You don't have to ask. Wow. All right. Go, moving on. It's awesome, though. United Airlines is terrible. It's a terrible airline. <laughs> and now you, you're just pandering. <laughs> you, you must travel a lot. Do you, I do. I'm do on the road all you, the time. Do you always travel first class? It's okay to say. Uh, no. No, you travel coach. Tomorrow I'm uh, I'm on. Uh, not tomorrow on Sunday I'm traveling uh, JetBlue. That's and that's like the gimmick of the whole airlines coach. Yeah, well, I travel Southwest all the time. 
They're the ones that do the, the jokes and stuff. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do enjoy travel. But you're okay with me always traveling first class. I'm okay with it, yeah. I figure I've... I've uh, yeah. You've earned it, Dan. It doesn't make me elitist. Huh. No, you've earned it, and now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> you teach children to read. You should fly first class. I, why am I in first class? But you're Dan Harmon. Uh, all right. That means a lot in my book. All right. Th oh, thank you. No, it does. Do you have the Reading Rainbow theme? Can we? Do we is it? I'm asking the Dustin. The we can sing it a cappella. He's got it. We can just sing it, can't we? Austin, right? All right, yeah. yeah. I don't know how this is going to work, but let's just riff. Let's just do it. What? Is this like oh. a UK remix? This is... <laughs> so, what that is... <laughs> Backstory. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Fabrique or whatever her name is. Tina, she... that, that is not Tina Fabrique, but here's, here's the thing. We did a remake of the Reading Rainbow theme song in the 90s, in the early 90s. No, actually, it was the mid-90s. And I went to my friend Shaka Khan and asked her <laughs> to sing the Reading Rainbow theme song. Not only did she sing it, she wrote the arrangement and plays drums on the track. This is Shaka Khan ah. singing the Reading Rainbow theme and so song. You, she, so she, you said, would you please do this? And she's Shaka like, Khan. I would, I would be happy. Shaka, Shaka Khan. Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Let Khan. me rock you. Let me rock you, Shaka Khan. Uh, she, 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 she went away with it, and then she came back Wednesday and sat down at Spago's for lunch with you, and she slid a tape across. You put the Walkman in, and you're listening to it, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> she did. She redid it. And then you're like, good job, Shaka. <laughs> Shaka Khan, he's nodding. You got it? It's that hook. We all know the hook. Right? The question is, how do I rap during it? Because <laughs> we're all going to want to sing it. Right. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Yo. Yeah. Butterfly in the sky. Yo. Yo. I can go twice as high. Yo. Yo. Take a look. Yo. It's in a book. Yo. A reading rainbow. Yo. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Anything. Anywhere. So. Friends to know. Yo. And ways to grow. Yeah. A reading rainbow. Yo. 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 Butterfly. Caterpillar. Oh, shit. She's still singing. Yeah. Yo. Take a look. Yo. It's in a book. Yeah. A reading rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. 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 Oh. See, the thing is, we get then the song ends, so there's no yeah. way to right. There's no way to turn it into a rap. You were just getting warmed up, I man. Feel, okay, here's what we gotta do. No, no, not Shaka Khan's version. Not her bastardization of. <laughs> Shaka, you're a musical legend. You went too far. LeVar <laughs> won't say it. I will. You fucked up, Shaka. 
Is there anybody? I can't imagine there's anyone in Austin that knows how to confidently beatbox. I saw a hand go up there in the middle, and your girlfriend's pointing at you, or maybe just your female friend. I don't want to judge you. It's Austin. Yeah, come on, Jerry. You want to come up? Do you think? Do you think that you could? Do you think it's possible for you to? To the tempo of the Reading Rainbow. No, come on, come on up. We want to meet you. Even even if you don't, even if the answer is no, you're in a full Batman costume. Come on up. Yeah. What's your name, young man? Mars. Mars. Nothing about you disappoints. <laughs> Ta- gra- gra- uh, grab grab a mic. Mars is in a a, a onesie, a Batman onesie, but the Batman logo says Forum. Is that a is there something you're plugging? No, I found it at the thrift store. Okay. <laughs> so there's some backstory to this that you don't even know about, but it uh, fits you like a glove. I actually looked it up. I think it's a defunct snowboarding company. Oh, okay. Well, it's it, you're making it work. Oh. Like, I, what am I doing? I'm just like Kevin Smith, and it's uh, <laughs> it's not make, it's not going to help me in any way. Uh, it, it, you, you look good. The the do you think that you could listen to the Reading Rainbow theme? And somehow maintain the tempo so that when they finish singing the lyrics, then you're still beatboxing to the tempo, and then I can come in with my badass science. <laughs> and then, okay, on top of that, Lavar. Yeah. After I'm like I'm rapping, and then I'll throw it to you for like a kind of Lavar Burton spoken word bridge. Nice. And you can you could talk about the importance of literacy or no child left behind, whatever you want to talk about. And then and then and then when you're done with that, I guess I'll try to like sew it up with another verse of rapping. And then we'll all just get out of here. No, then we'll bring up our, our, our friends and we'll 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 have all kinds of fun. You think you can do it, Mars? Sure. It's not gonna be easy. Let's give it a shot. Because it's not like the, the beat is distinct in this thing. It's like... Well, let's just try it. Okay. <clears throat> Should I do it to it? Well, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Butterfly in the sky I can go twice as high Take a look It's in a book A reading rainbow You guys sing it. Yeah. A reading rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading rainbow. Yo, 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 yo. Pages and pages, books and books. All the shelves given all the looks. I'm gonna be literate, read every word. Gonna fuck your mama so hard she makes a turd. I fucked your mama in the east and the west. Fucked your mama so hard because I read the best. When you read a book, you get to fuck everyone's mom. I fucked your mama like her name was Tom. That means I made a man of her. Yo, I fucked her like a Lannister. I always pay all my debts. I fucked your mama so hard she got wet. But uh, that sounded gross. Yo, yo, yo. 
<laughs> spoken word. Dan, I love you. Dan, I love you. Dan Harmon. What is your mother's name? <laughs> Faye. Yo. Faye, 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 Faye. What do I say about your mama Faye? Here's what I say. She can come any day to my rainbow and read some rhymes and we will have a lovely times and dance her son and what a gun. He's the genius and he's won the lottery because he's the man. Yo. Dan. Yeah. 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 I can do anything. Rainbow to rainbow. Fuck your mama so hard. There was a stain, though. And then I said, sorry. And then I got what the British call a lorry. It's a bus. Two-decker on top. Fuck your mama so hard. The government brought a mop. Government? (laughs) Sorry. Yo. Yo. I can do anything when I read. Yo. I made a necklace and a bead. Put it all on the string around my neck. I fucked your mama so hard that her name was uh, Yvette. Back, 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 back. His back. parents are Scientologists, and he respects the faith. You shouldn't judge him for his legacy. <laughs> Here's some other people whose parents are Scientologists. Uh, uh. Uh, science fiction guy. What's his name? L. Ron Hubbard. Well, the, obviously, uh, no, not him. Oh, that's the one science fiction writer whose parents are guaranteed not to be Scientologists. <laughs> uh, he's definitely getting back at them. <laughs> no, what's his name? Uh, everybody loves him. He uh, he wrote that Doctor Who episode that beat my Community episode for the. Neil Gaiman's parents are Scientologists, yo. And he's very respectful of them in the press. Even though he's smart enough to know. I think that's pretty cool. Because, yo, religion doesn't have to be polarizing. (laughs) Take a look. It's in a book. I fucked your mama so hard, I turned a creek into a brook. I turned a river into a lake. I fucked your mama so hard, for goodness sake. I fucked your mama from the ocean to the North Pole. I fucked your mama like... Uh, fuck, God damn it! I'm on a roll. Uh, I gotta wrap this up. Fuck, fuck. All right. Take a look. It's in a book. Fuck, fuck your mama. In a breakfast nook. LeVar Burton's in the house tonight. I fucked your mama loose and tight. I'm glad LeVar Burton's young daughter isn't here. Me too, Dan. Yeah. Me too. All right, that's the rap. That's the rap. We did it. I'm sure you're not an avid listener of the podcast, but I I tend to default to fucking mamas in my rapping. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all I know. It's the go-to. It's the go-to. Mars, let, let, let's, let, let, let's have a little chat with you. Okay. Uh, thank you. That was great beatboxing. Sure. What, what uh, are you, so you're, are you uh, Aust- Austinier? What do they call them? Austinites? Austinites. 
Uh, uh, yeah. Are you native? I'm originally from San Antonio. Oh. Yeah. I've been here three years. Okay. How old are you? You seem young enough to ask. I'm 26. Okay. Good. What are you? What's your ambition? Uh, electronics and music. Oh. So. But you've clearly made electronics and music redundant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. you need is your mouth. Sure. <laughs> That's a fallback yeah. for you. Yeah, it's, it's a contingency plan. It's yeah. like a soldier being a doomsday prepper. They're like, I love the government, but also one day it may fail. It's their, it's their hobby. Yeah. yeah. Like what I've learned from Uncle Sam, I've learned to ration and store ammunition. <laughs> so that's your beatboxing is like, one day there may be no electronics or music. Well, performance. Uh, there's that the Dick Van Dyke, the one-man band, and the, the um, Mrs. Poppins. Mary. Mary Poppins. <laughs> My childhood is hazy. Uh, anyway, he's doing the one-man band thing, and it was very inspiring. So, are you? Uh, so, so, so is your? But so the reason why your ambition is in electronics and music? Do you want to like produce music? Do you want to like m make musical equipment? Do you want to be around people that make music? What, what's the? Is there anything? You don't have to know. You can be twenty, whatever you are. Just yeah, feeling through it. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Uh, do you love your mother? Yeah, she's great. Do you think got... I'm required to love my mother? Uh, no. No, I think mothers and parents are difficult. Yeah. She's not coming to my wedding. Faye Mom. is not coming to your wedding? No. What? I think because, I think because, I think, I think it's because my parents are tired of me making public hay out of them having hit me when I was a kid. Oh. So I feel like they're going to, they feel like they're going, why would we want to go to a wedding where Jack Black's going to be like, is that them? <laughs> and I kind of don't blame them for that reason. I want to put I, this back together, Dan. Are you? You think you could call my mom and repair I would, it? I would be happy to call Faye. <laughs> what time is it in Florida? Early enough. Early enough. No. If it's past six, she's asleep. Yeah. All right. We'll work on it later. Okay. Yeah. I think my mom would find a way to, to turn this into a horrible, uncomfortable thing. It sounds like Podcast Dynamite calling my mom <laughs> with LeVar Burton, but I think somehow it could turn sour. More fish for Kunta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's thank Mars for coming up and beatboxing. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. What a nice young man. What a talented uh, human beatbox. Um, I just need to point out that Mars has a back flap in his uh, Batman suit. Yeah. Way to go, Mars. <laughs> is it, nice is work. It, is, it, is it closed or open? It was closed, but uh, it has snaps for easy access. <laughs> uh, let's bring up Spencer Crittenton, the Dungeon Master. <laughs> Oh, wait, I have one of these. What up? I'm going to sit down so that I'm What's not up, like, you guys? upstaging people. Uh, you know, just a few things. You know, we met Mars before on the Harmon tour. He looked familiar. He's even in the movie, right? Yeah. Great guy. Great guy, Mars. Um, also, Lori is not a bus. It's a truck. Oh, brother. 
You see the look you got from LeVar Burton? I, I don't know. No, I didn't. No, it was like this. <laughs> I'm sorry I speak it. English. <laughs> it's the same language. What's up, you guys? We're just, we're just, we're just, we're just giddy with I delight. I'm sure a lot of people in Austin are excited for you to be here. I'm excited for me. They gave, by the way, podcast listeners might want to know. They gave Lavar a standing ovation when he came up. I thought that was really nice. Oh yeah. Uh, there were some other facts about Lavar Burton that kind of struck me. Did you know that he did a like he did a little bit of uh, unofficial work for the CIA? No. Yeah. Well, he was doing because his work. It's I'm reading from Wikipedia. <laughs> because his work for Reading Rainbow took him across several borders of hostile countries. Lavar Burton was approached by the OSS, the wartime precursor to the CIA. Oh, wait. This is Houdini. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get confused all the time. <laughs> you get confused with Houdini. Kunta and Houdini. <laughs> Which is which? Um, so here's the thing, all right? United Airlines, I already said, they're <laughs> terrible people. I tweeted that they're terrible. They bumped us from the flight. No. We all know that airlines, they overbook. Here's the thing about airlines. <laughs> here's what they do. They have X amount of seats on their plane. Okay, 100 seats, let's say. Let's keep it simple. How many seats should you sell if you have 100 on your plane? Why? 100. Oh, oh, so, uh, funny you should say. <laughs> because what they do is they sell 115. Because, and they'll be the first to tell you, the reason we do that is because of no-shows. We have to do it because of no-shows. Oh, oh. Oh, do some people not show up for your for your business that you run? Is that part of your overhead? Here's the thing. Those people get charged anyway. We've all been no-shows. We all get charged. You got 100 seats. You sold 100 tickets. Take your fucking money. They overbook because they have a chance of making more money. A chance. They can't stand the idea of an empty seat on a plane when they're like bringing the, the, the peanuts by. They look at the seat and they're like, oh, 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 delicious money. Oh, the pennies. Oh, the nickels we could have had. We could have sucked more blood from the poor. They, they, they hate that. It, that's what pains them. What a, a wasted seat. It's not because they're victims. It's not like airline piracy when someone doesn't show up for a flight. So fuck you, every airline in the world. And also, it's not fair because your companies are like pseudo companies because they're not accountable to the normal laws of supply and demand or capitalism. They're, they're protected from bankruptcy. They're protected from competition. They have virtual monopolies. They're playing in a weird sandbox of, of, of fake capitalism overseen by the government. They're all bullshit companies. And I, get, I, have a, I reserve the right to get mad when I show up at the gate and somebody goes, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a serious situation here. Uh, uh, I don't know how this happened, but uh, it seems like there's more people uh, than seats. So... Uh, <laughs> 
at this point in time, we'd like to invite you to come up and uh, if you want to come up and help us out a little bit. It's like, you're kind of fucking us over by being people. Uh, uh, it's not like we signed up for this. Uh, Just hold tight. Yeah, and, and then you go up and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? we got to do a show in Austin. And they're like, uh, excuse me. Uh, the, 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 the. Uh, that's it. That's it. You say, LeVar Burton, you fly coach. You never have a problem with anybody. You're a better person than me. Fine. I want to get I want to get LeVar Burton mad about something. What makes you mad? No child left behind. Fucking let us have it. Both barrels. Really? Get mad. I want to hear a LeVar Burton rant. Like, what makes you fucking mad? Like, like what makes your wife go, LeVar, calm down. Like, what makes you kind of hit the mirror on the dresser? At the foot of the bed, you're taking off your beautiful jewelry at the end of a <laughs> end of a long day of <laughs> teaching children to read. And you're like, and another fucking thing. Lavar, you're you're scaring me. Yeah? You haven't seen the half of it. I can do anything. <laughs> Take a look, motherfucker! I'm a but what what is it? What's the thing that gets your goddamn you really your bright red goat going? <clears throat> um I am not really fond of ignorant people. Yeah. I get offended by ignorant people. Yeah. Like, you know, like people get offended when people, you know, say like, hey asshole. You know, I get offended just when someone's ignorant. <laughs> I'm like, where do you get off not knowing where the stop sign is? <laughs> That's something most we gotta, people Well, what kind of... In, it, what, give us an ignorant person that really... Well, people who are intolerant of other people. Keep, keep going. We got to get the intolerance out of you. <laughs> I know it'll seem hypocritical, <laughs> but I want you to... <laughs> I want you to be so angry. You at want me to the... be angry, Dan? Yeah. You want me to be angry? Just for funsies. <laughs> Motherfucker, I will cut you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will cut you. Me? Bitch. What? Because <laughs> of my ignorance? No. No. Not because of your ignorance, because you want me to be fucking angry. <laughs> Dan Harmon, you have pushed me over the edge. <laughs> That's you're, the, you're the gentlest man in the world. Uh, I disagree. That's the kind of intent, quiet intensity that absolutely makes me shit myself. No, I'm not... I'm not saying it's not scary. Oh. I, I, I don't. Nobody in this room wants to disappoint Levar Burton. I'm not saying like, oh, you're you're such a sugar sugar cube. I'm I'm saying like this guy is so in control. Of, you you don't have that uh, pyloric valve. What's that Confederacy of Dunces guys like? Like you don't have the you don't have the fucking like stack to blow. You don't you don't you don't you don't, you don't lose control of your anger. You sit on it or not not sit on it. You're not repressed. You're 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 noble. You're a noble creature. You're a noble, highly evolved old soul. Does it make you mad when I define you like that? You fucking noble soul. Come on! 
I hate you, Dan Harmon. <laughs> I hate you. Your hate's bullshit. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. We went. It's good. That's a, that's 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 a result that's actually more valuable than just getting you to like, like, like yeah, like yeah. we got to confirm that yeah, Lavar Burton's biosphere doesn't have mm. the the T Rex in your in your on your planet uh, has like has like um, he's holding little flowers <laughs> in his little hands, the little T Rex hands. How does he pick them? <laughs> That was, a, that was a bad analogy. It doesn't make any sense. I think it was good. It was visual. It yeah, was visual. it was a visual analogy. Hmm. I, know, I know what'll make you mad, if nothing else. Talk to me. Let's get, because I know a uh, secret also on uh, LeVar Burton's Wikipedia. He's a rampant misogynist. <laughs> he hates women. So let's bring up my fiance, Aaron McGathy. Uh, take notes, Dan. Lavar <laughs> kind of he he's outclassed me. Brought brought, brought her up like a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, we were at dinner, uh, and uh, Dan and Neil Berkeley, the director of the doc documentary, both had flowers in their drink. And Neil very valiantly gave me his flower, and I looked at Dan, and he had his in his hair. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> but we're but we're going to couples therapy and we're learning. I'm learning how to. I'm learning how to how to perceive people. Aaron, ha, have 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 you met Faye? I have met Faye. And yeah, uh, I I met Dan's parents only two months into dating him because they were visiting, and Dan was very nervous about hosting for them. So I hosted like a game night and. Um, it was it was very early on, so it, they they were fine and and sweet. They're good with you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they were great. They mm. were they. Uh, his dad got a little drunk, and at one point, Dan said we were playing. Uh, what were you playing? Oh, what, catchphrase. The only game we play. I'm so nervous being on stage with you. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, the butterflies in my stomach are flying twice as high. <laughs> um. <laughs> but they're in your stomach, so they're yeah. just in your esophagus. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're stuck. They're stuck right here. They're, they're stomach butterflies flying twice as high. They're yeah. you're just gonna puke them up. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be gross and beautiful later. At the same time. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a Banksy on the stage. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, his at one point Dan said something kind of off color, and his dad Hermie like very earnestly said to him like, "Come on, stop it, or or, or she won't marry you," or something like that, something along those lines. Do you remember uh, that? I don't remember that. I logged it away. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, but yeah, they're, very, they're super, super. They're nice. good folk. I it, it breaks yeah. my heart that I've that I've somehow like. I just okay. I don't as know. I have as I have named your first child, m might I uh, get, <laughs> get an, an invitation to the nuptials? Are I, you it's fucking like, kidding me? <laughs> it's a pretty full wedding. We, I don't know. Can we fire uh, our officiant? Will uh, you marry yeah. us? <laughs> Re you know what? I have been asked before, and if you're serious. I accept. <laughs> how, uh, 
How about this? Would you would you be willing to uh, because our because our uh, our friend Duncan is going to officiate our wedding? Then but I, 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 I don't I don't want to diss Duncan. Yeah. But would you would you please do a reading at our ceremony? Yes, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Would you? You what could if it, read. You could read. Bread is for eating. Or bread <laughs> is for eating. If so that's what you like, yeah. <laughs> What about um, Frederick? Do you, do, you, do you remember? Do you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of children's books? Do you remember Leo Leone? Leo Leone. Yeah. Okay. No. It doesn't ring a bell. You're no. a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought those those kids' book reviews they're too concise. <laughs> Readergate. <laughs> I feel like those kids are like they're like six. Why are they like? I read the meatball in the in the earth uh, sky. It's a great book. I'm like, this kid doesn't talk like a kid. This the fix is in. This is payola. Levar, Levar, as a, as as the host of Reading Rainbow and as an author yourself, are there any children's books that are really popular that you're like, Ugh, come on, this is bullshit. Oh, we don't know. I I am a big fan of Go the Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember that being in the press, people being offended by it, but then other. But it seems like I don't want to. I mean, I'm sure there were real parents that were offended yeah. as well, but it kind of felt like most real parents were big fans of that book, and people who weren't yet parents were like, this is offensive, and it's like, no. Like, no. come on. Yeah. Um, go, to, I, go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're know. a real parent, if you are a parent, you can relate to that book. Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> I have a I have a wedding ceremony pitch. Um, seeing as you're, it's it's traditional at uh, at the reception for the father of the groom to give a speech, and your lovely oh, father. Oh, my parents won't aren't coming. There. Will you play my dad at my wedding? <laughs> Is that what you were gonna yeah. suggest? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> is so unfazed by this. This is the 20th time someone's asked him to play. <laughs> However, this is the first time I've said yes. <laughs> All right. LeVar Burton is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to play the role of my father at my wedding. Now we have to get like Catherine Keener to be my mom or something. Like, I gotta f- <laughs> you should, you should. What? I don't, I, she just seems very cold. I don't know. <laughs> We can do better, Dan. <laughs> we can she, do better. She's she's a she's a great actor. I, yeah. I love her. But you 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 need more of a uh, what about a, a Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I'll let Lavar make that call. Thank you. Hey, uh, remember when you fucked up my song? <laughs> now it's time to time to make it right. <laughs> You're going to come play. <laughs> Don't ask. I'm going to explain the role to you. You can't ask any questions. <laughs> She's just there. What am oh. I doing? Oh, God. I'm already in mourning over my relationship with Shaka. <laughs> I don't think she listens. She's, uh, 
<laughs> oh really? <laughs> I remember my brother listening to that song on a loop, like like for from 1982 to 1986. <laughs> Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, That was just like over and over and over again. I, I was so shocked to find out that Shaka Khan was her name. I thought it was like like get down, Shaka Khan, <laughs> rock and roll, Shaka Khan. You thought it was just like a thing people yeah, say? Yeah, I, I was corrected because I because I said it like at school, like I like got like an equation right in math class and was like, Shaka Khan. And they're like, you know that's her name, right? No, I thought... You thought it was like, Kablamo. Yeah. (laughs) Booyah. I mean... Booyah Johnson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, I cannot wait to have little Kunta Harman. (laughs) You can't wait to... (laughs) Are you getting... (laughs) <laughs> are you to, are you doing what I'm doing right now, which is trying to figure out a joke where someone gets Kuta's name wrong in kindergarten and she has to correct her teacher over uh, and over again? No, I hadn't thought about that. Actually, I mean, yeah, Aaron's 12 years younger than me. Being raised in the 70s, the truth is, like, because we were at the we were at that like weird event horizon of racial uh, politics. The the uh, the name Kunta Kinte, the words when you do that joke, uh, Lavar ad libbed that at the end of the community episode when he goes more fish for Kunta. Um, I, I, every time, every the word Kunta like makes my spinal cord like kind of cringe a little. Yeah, bit. there's a definite Be- visual that goes along. Well, with that. no, it's a, well, it was used so much back then in negative ways. It was like because it was a positive thing. It was like. There was like I I grew up in Milwaukee in the seventies. So if you have a Camaro and a mullet and you are you want you know it's like like you you the word the words Kunta Kinte were not used like primarily like what a what a great character. It was like, and I, I, I hear the, I hear the words, and they have like a shock to my, to my system. Like I'm, I'm like, he said that, oh, he said it, not me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> which, just which, which is why my experience on Community was one of the best of my professional career. You let the ad lib go. <laughs> you let it stay in the picture, Dan. Well, we have, you left it in the episode, but I'm that's not, more I, on you, right? That you was that good. Yeah, I'm like not, if it was I'll, I'll bad, it he would have cut it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'll cut it if it is funny, and we don't have time. I mean, we 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 tortured you. You had to when you came back for the horrible, heart wrenching uh, Troy goodbye episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back and doing that. Absolutely, we we shot the tag where you're sitting in. You were sitting in that boat with right? with Donald. With Donald. And there's basically two versions of that tag. There's the one where Donald that that you've seen, where Donald pulls out the piece of paper and he has a thousand questions about Star Trek. Um, and but then there's a whole different one which has blocking and everything, where Levar Burton is just like turns out to have a lot of road rage, um, <laughs> and he's just he's just there with Donald and he's like well, they're in trafficking. He's like I don't know what's taking so long, and then somebody honks and he goes up to the window and the whole tag is just Levar Burton yelling at some unseen lady, <laughs> going like Hey, what do you think you're doing? Don't look at your baby. Your baby's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny, but we didn't have time for that version. Dan, I really want LeVar to officiate our wedding. No, you can't. Duncan Trussell is going to do a great job. I know. I love him, but it's... No, Duncan. Duncan that's, will officiate. I know that's all. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to. Yeah. I I will. I will do a reading. Yes, thank I will you. Do a reading. It's gonna be great. I will do a reading. 
Fre- Frederick. Can you, after Duncan says, uh, I now pronounce you man and wife, can you also just say it? <laughs> <laughs> it well, I, al- I also we'll pronounce do a, yeah, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Like, I now, uh, you could do a I now pronounce you man and wife, and then we'll all look over at LeVar, and LeVar will nod. <laughs> and then, yeah. It'll be like a, a Mr. Miyagi kind of like... <laughs> Y'all, y'all are married now. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh, my, my poor father is getting... <laughs> my father is a preacher and, and I think wanted to be involved in the wedding and he's getting further and further away. By the way, you're raised Catholic. You went to seminary school. How much of that did have to do with your parents? How religious were your parents? My, my mother was not Catholic at all. Uh, my mother was a teacher. She was an educator. She knew that the best education available for her three children. My mother's a single single parent, um, and uh, she, I was raised Catholic because that was where the education was. Education was the leveler of the playing field. She knew that if I was going to, I, that I would grow up and inherit a world that would be hostile to my presence simply because of the color of my skin, and that the only chance I had was to be able to compete uh, levelly. And, and an education was the key to that. Smart, smart lady. What a mom. How did you feel about you going to seminary? When I decided to become a priest, my mother was very nervous. She was like, oh my, I've gone too far. <laughs> um, but she supported me. And then when I decided not to become a priest and become an actor, um, she was also very <laughs> nervous for me. But it's all worked out. So Irma Jean's good. She's good. Right. Her name's good. Irma Jean? Irma Jean, E-R-M-A-G-E-N-E. Whenever I get an opportunity to speak my mother's name in front of people, I do. I, I <laughs> am, I, I, I say uh, that I am the man I am because she is the woman she is. Is she still out there? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Did she tell you, like, like did, she, she, did she tell you you can do anything you want? She, Absolutely. Yeah. My, my mom, by the way, also did that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why I yeah. want to have a conversation with her. <laughs> yeah. She always said you can do whatever you right. want. You know? Yeah. I'm so, I, uh, she also hit us a little bit. It's, a, it's not a big deal. Hey. Like, I, I just fall Damn. back on that. I got beat when I was a kid. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. Except it for was these the guys. way parenting was conducted back in the day. That's what my mom said. Hello? Yeah. You turned out okay. I'm fine. Right? I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember how much it hurts. I do know how much money I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I feel like if my yeah. parents were like, like, you know, I feel like, you know. And? Well, you would never strike Kunta Harmon. No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, you won't. I, I once, I kind of, I chased my cat once. <laughs> and I got really upset. I was living alone. I wasn't in a relationship. And, I, and my cat kept meowing. And I got really frustrated. And I like, kind of chased her. And I, and I was like screaming and like chasing. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to beat my kids. <laughs> but I think that our parents hit us. A hundred times less than their parents hit them. Exactly right. <laughs> and I think we've got it down now to like maybe we'll maybe we'll maybe I'll give my kid a wet willy. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to uh, chase and frighten our kids around the house, but I would like to see what that would look like. <laughs> I've always figured that I would just like a one-time dispensation, <laughs> just so they know I'm crazy enough to do it again. <laughs> 
It's, I mean, it's. It, I think that goes a long way. <laughs> I think. I think that that parents like. Yeah, they. Yeah. I, I. I. My heart goes out to parents today. Like when you see them at the airport, and they're like, they're. We're, we're, this generation is committed to the idea that it's. There's never a, a good reason to to you know hit your kid, and it's not. It's. I. I can see that it's not easy. I can see from the expression on their face in the grocery store. I can see that they are. It's not like they're pussies. It's not like they're. It's not like they're not doing it because they don't want to. <laughs> I, can, I can see that it's actually discipline, you know, on the part of a generation that probably did get walloped a little bit, and they're like, yeah, it's probably let's let's experiment. I do also see a lot of parents that are like, I'm going to be my kid's best friend, and the kid is like a fucking horrible nightmare, but. But I don't judge because I uh, I'm not a judgmental person at all. Uh, but but I I do I do th- I th- think we're we're conducting a generation wide experiment right now we that are. seems to be successful. I think that timeouts and all that shit do work. I think that the kids are going to be fine. I don't think that it, I don't think you need to like hit your kid. Right? right. Is that not, co- that's cover, not a controversial statement. Dan, I'll, I'll cover the parenting. <laughs> I'll take care of it. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just wake my kid up at three in the morning and be like, "Hey, the Holocaust happened." <laughs> Six million Jews. It's horrible. Good night. <laughs> my favorite children's book was Frederick by Leo Leone. Just, just put that, put that in the hopper for the for the wedding. If he really does show up and really reads a book, I I don't want your favorite book necessarily to be the only one <laughs> in the just running. We a pile of books. Well, someone should make a choice. Maybe it should be based on the number of awards that the author received. <laughs> I believe Leo Leone is highly acclaimed and recently deceased, mm. an Italian. I don't know what the shit you're. Raised on it. It's probably some <laughs> watercolor bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's by, it's by an AIDS wallet. activist with leukemia. So, who cares? It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> They're dying wish. It doesn't matter. Do we? Uh, okay, so we got, if we were to play D&D, we got our dungeon master, we got me, we got you, we got LeVar. Do we need an extra person to play another part? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think so. Track. We do. Okay, so we should make a friend. Last night in uh, Austin, it hasn't aired yet, but uh, Austin. I, we're in Austin. Mm. San Francisco. Jackass. Um, <laughs> last night in San Francisco, we had two dudes up, so I want to balance it with... Uh, Someone who, at the very least, identifies as a female. Um, new, new progressive Harmon. Uh, and I think we should base it on somebody that. Uh, let's go with the pain this time. Who's 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 had a terrible day or a terrible month or a terrible? Okay, we got a hand shot up. Do you want to come up and will you share your misery with us? Okay, it's it's all right if it hits a nice medium. Uh, all right, you take this. What's your name? Vanessa. Vanessa. Okay. Vanessa. <laughs> why? Why? What's the? What's the? What's the medi- medium problem? Um. Well, I just had a really like bad week. Um. It started on Monday. I started work. I I was uh, I had to work for this uh, commercial as a PA for this. Uh, I'm not gonna say the name whatsoever, but um, for this LA woman who and yeah, it was it was like in the beginning it was great, but um. I hired my best friend as my like code, 
or co-PA. He's my co-director. With we make like small music videos, and it was really fun. But he's like to a total stoner kind of, and we smoked mm. like the first day on Monday. And I think she kind of knew, and like I felt really bad because like here in Austin, like it's relaxed, like everything's chill, it's okay, we can do our thing. We did everything she told us to do, but I think she knew that we were high the first time. So we were like, oh, okay, whatever, it's fine. And she like called us kids, and she was like playing teacher kind of. Like she had this thing where she's like, you didn't bring a notebook, Ugh. you didn't, like you can here's this paper, like you, you know you're wasting trees. And then like she throws away all the food that we you know then we went to buy her. She's like, all right, this lady is obviously not like green, but whatever, you're from LA, <laughs> you know like. And then on Tuesday we show up again, and like we were kind of late. We woke up that day like, oh well, we had to get a smoothie and like. We showed up like we like. Were you also stoned for that? Okay, sorry, we're total stoners. So we get like you know we get high again. We're like uh, yeah, we, we okay. made like we made you know have you heard of molin? A molin? Molin, it's a no. herb. For I'm gonna read. Can I reach across here? I'm gonna grow my drink. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, it's a, so it's an herb for your lungs. And like lately, I I quit cigarettes like two weeks ago, and like I've been trying to clear my lungs smoking. Molin spliffs, and they're so good. So we, we like. Wait, you smoking wrote, something to clean your lungs out? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Believe, I didn't believe it too. But I looked it up, and it's like this ancient cowboy thing. Anyway, ancient cowboys. Well, like before science <laughs> came around. So, so ancient then, cowboys. You no, know, no, totally. But then anyways, so then we like get high again, and she's like making us the whole. The task for the commercial was like we had to we had to sort positive phrases and negative phrases and like people basically had to choose like three things they wanted to do future and past and like I let's say like I graduated college that's a positive thing you know and they were like my mother died that's a negative thing and the positive things were yellow and then the blue th uh, things or the negative this things was a blue. job are you sure this you, was this a like a, yeah yeah no, are you sure your job. parents didn't drop you off <laughs> at like a rehab center or something <laughs> <laughs> and convince you it was a music no, video no, 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 it like, no go in there Winona Ryder's in there <laughs> We're she can't wait to meet you. <laughs> and they're like, we're getting, okay. No, we're getting paid $250, $225. I need the cash. I'm like super broke. So I'm doing it. And then anyways, we're like kind of high. So it's kind of funny to read some of these things because everybody wrote like, I mean, so one of the negative phrases like was like Ebola. And we're like reading this out loud. We're like, oh man, this is like some of them are so negative. Everybody wanted the car for the future things. And like, it was kind of sad about the, the positive phrases were really sad because they were all generic. Like there were two or three where I'm like, Damn, I really like this person. Like one person said, I want to write a book. I'm like, for the first, like someone finally wants to write a book. Like everybody wants a house or a car. Or, like they want to be an actor because they're all extras, you know. Like the extras were the ones that wrote all these things. So, anyways, we're reading them out loud, and she's like, Shh, you have no time. You have no time. Just put them in, like you know, in the in the bins. And we're like, oh my god, but these are great. You're getting to know all these people, you know. And like she's like, we're on a schedule. We're the only ones who are really doing the work. Like the other LA girls. Who are, by the way, like the most mean girls ever. Like when, 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 like when, when Federico, my friend, like went on lunch break to get all the food, I was eating like my sandwich by myself. And I know I'm a really weird girl, but I was like eating a sandwich. I don't think anyone. And then like, no, 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 no. Thought that you were anything out of the ordinary. I think. And then, and then they were like, they look at me and they're like, you know, you can sit with us if you want to. And I was like, okay, sure. I sat, I sat with them, and I'm like eating my sandwich. But they're still, they were like kind of like rude, and they kicked my best friend off. Like I said, PA too. So I was like, damn it, like Liz can't be here either. So I'm just with Federico, my friend Eric, and I relate to them more. So, anyways, the, the day goes on, and like we save them because we find these negative words in the yellow pile. We're like, dude, 
there are some negative words in the yellow pile, and you're and you're putting them in the ne- yellow pile in the negative pile, and they're like, no, 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 just go with it, just go with it. We're like, no, but some of the yellow words are actually negative. Like that's really bad. And this like woman's like, no, we're all doing. Like, you're, you're, what is this production? You're a PA, for. and they're doing. PA. But anyways, so as we save them, no, sorry, as we save. No, it's fine. It's fine. As, as we as we save them, we're like saving them. She calls me out, and she's like, you know what? We're not going to need you on uh, Wednesday. Like, I don't trust you guys. And you guys are just, I can't vibe with you guys. Like, I already hired 10 PAs. And I was like, well, because I had, my, what part of my task was to hire 10 PAs for their actual shoot. And these women, like, there were women who, like, put their children in daycare for Wednesday. And then I was like, wait a minute, you're not letting me down. You're, like, letting down, like, 10 people that I got to say, like, now they can't show up for this commercial. And she's like, well. It's okay. And then I find out today I'm not even going to get paid. I don't know if I'm going to get paid for it. I'm no, sorry, I'm not going to do sorry. that. Don't, 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 don't heckle people. No, no, no. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, and, uh, anyways, so it was a bad day. I'm not getting paid. I don't know if I'm getting paid. And I don't really want to hassle her because she's in LA now. And I got really angry because like, it was just like the, it totally described like what LA like P or like LA commercial <laughs> shit is about and like Austin like know. the Austin vibe I was like I'm sorry like Austin and LA didn't get along this time like I wanted to get along with her you know like I, I was really nice the entire time we did everything they d- like they told us to do but that right. sounds Hopefully really she, shitty man it was really, really bad shy. but let's let's okay. grow from this opportunity well, yeah, how about you, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when you start it. a new job wait at least two weeks before you get stoned before you show up <laughs> it wasn't my fault well I, I guess I know. I and I my, smoke I learned, pot at, at well, you know, a I lot. I learned my lesson the hard way. I guess, like, well, I was an intern for uh, for Link later this summer, and, like, he has a, he has a bong in his, like, office, and it's, but like, no big deal. Even if he does, like, the first day, the first few days, don't let it, you don't I let mean, on. We're Austin. Like, Austin, people, I mean, I, I'm just California trying to help you just, succeed. I guess. <laughs> but it, we never did anything wrong. That's the thing. That's the key thing. Like, one of my best friends, she's going to law school, and she smokes every day, and, like, she has to because she has a stomach... Uh, issue, you know, like there's nothing wrong with smoking. Like it I relaxes mean, you. It, it, I'm it, not stupid it gives when I impressions smoke. to people, and it sounds like the impression the person got from you was not favorable, and that's probably the problem. If you knew her, though, if you knew her, but that doesn't matter. If you, well, thing is though, she was like me from the start. She never even said like, "Oh, I'm, here's my." Yeah, thank people you are me. awful. Yeah. But we gotta work around that. We can't I, just I make know. them better people. That was my lesson. Well, that was my lesson. Like, despite being mean or not, like no matter what, you just have to like. I think like I think it's the look of judgment, you know, when you like meet someone you're like, like oh you're, you're a mean insect. person. Yeah. You, have, you can't give that person that look. Yeah, yeah. That's what I learned. It was like, oh, no matter what, even if you are mean, I have to pretend you're not. That's <laughs> what I learned. Well, yeah, well, I mean, when you're you, you seem like you're probably kind of young. I mean, like your I am, yeah. your first jobs are generally very shitty for old people who probably have various uh, personality disorders who are going to abuse your youthful vigor. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna fuck Squeezy. around with you and be flawed, and and I don't I don't approve of kissing people's asses at all. I don't think when yeah. you're young you should like go oh I, you you don't have to be hyper focused on it and be like I'm miserable but I'm gonna keep doing this thing because there's gonna be a reward for it. There's a balance in there somewhere. You we go, were trying like, to balance it we, with yeah. respect the whole time. I was never being disrespectful. I was just like enjoying my day doing mundane tasks and like. Though everything we did, we never were like we were late for a little bit. But even when we were late, like nobody was like we were late the yeah, first the second time. Being late's a big deal. I know, I know. But no one was doing anything for like two hours, and then she gave us a task, and like 
I, that was the only flaw, and I felt really. But bad at that level that. of like a production like that is the thing. It's like, a huge PAs, deal, like, yeah. And it's not entirely it's, it's fair. Huge, We're not very fair to labor. No, it's not fair, but it's the institution. But it's like. This is what my mom and my dad would say, and I understand like totally. You guys are right. I learned my lesson. <laughs> All right. Well, you had it. You said it was we a it was a, it was a medium bad day, and it's yeah, okay. she she didn't she. She, I she didn't come up and say I uh, I deserve uh, a standing ovation for my problems. She no. she was she was she was honest. Well, I hope you get paid. That's some bullshit. That's, I, I don't think I'm gonna get paid. That's some. It's okay. Up. If I don't get paid, like I learned a really. Well, hard then why shit. can't you reveal who it is? Did you sign an NDA? Because I I out of respect, like I don't really want. To <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to be un- unprofessional. Yeah. This well, story. yeah, because that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> as, as I said it, I heard it, and I was like, "What?" It's okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's I, fine. I, I, I would be one to talk. I mean, believe me, I don't. I, I never know what I'm doing either. It's okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you for Vanessa. Was it? Yeah. All right. Are we playing well, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I've yeah. never played, so I really okay, want. Okay. Really well, want to it's it, it. I don't even know how to play. It. It. Yeah. It. It. It involves talking. Okay. What uh, you're <laughs> I great can do at. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you help me though? Because uh, I really don't know how to play. So. Uh, no, no, no. We'll be able to help you out. Lavar's okay. never played either. So oh, we're so. we're we're, we're going to okay. do is hand you these uh, character sheets. There's it's it's got a lot of uh, like strange arcane writing on it that won't make any sense to you. Okay. The character you're playing is uh is she Krista Berg? Is yeah. Just do okay. it in the order. Okay. okay. Oh, just do. It. Oh, you, yeah. You already. Okay. I tried to at least. All right, Spencer. I'm, I'm just trying. Now the tough thing is that we played in San Francisco, so the story did did move forward like five. Luckily, feet. our format allows for me to recap the events <laughs> of the last episode, <laughs> previous so, to this one. So you're Christaberg. Those are it's just two. Sh- it's just got some stuff like, Wait. you know, that's how strong you are, and it, tell, it doesn't. You don't really have to don't, know. Yeah. Okay. So am I supposed to know these numbers? Like, no, don't you're not supposed it. to know anything. Don't if you read some okay. stuff off at occasion, it'll it'll look great. There you are, sir. On <laughs> on the second page, you okay. can see all the stuff that you have in your backpack, and the object is mostly to use those things oh, to make other whoa. things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, not even Eric, to make God other things. <laughs> Also, you can negotiate with any character. Okay, I'm just kidding. Do I? Do, how do I figure out what kind of character I am? Like, you're Chris yeah, Berg, the human rogue. Yes, yeah, so are you supposed to know what I have? I, it's it's okay for me to know what you okay. have. What is that? That says I mean, no cheating, Dan. You're, you're holding a, you're holding a robot baby. It's just. All I ever do is I just hold the papers and I just kind of like stare at the stage and okay. I. Like I what what uh, happened? Yeah, oh, someone spilled their. Oh, okay. Do you need more uh, more vodka? Do you need a new cup? Sorry. I, we'll, we'll I think it's the combination of uh, Lavar Burton being on stage and your rainbow dress and the cadence of your voice, which makes me feel like I'm tripping on mushrooms. Oh uh, no! <laughs> I, think it, I think it's the dress and the I'm papers sorry. and the things <laughs> and the. I want. I I I I don't know if it's my dream or my nightmare that when I die. 
Is it Vanessa? Yeah. Like you'll that that will be the character that greets me in the afterlife. <laughs> and and explains like, your okay, life. Okay, here's to you. the thing. You died, but you didn't do this thing right. And this other thing. Yeah, you, you were a little bit of a kleptomaniac for some of your life, but you didn't do the thing. And it's like I know what you're thinking, but you know what I'm thinking. But uh, I guess you masturbated a lot, but it's, it's, it's self pleasuring. But it's not that big of a deal. It's like you weren't hurting people, but you were hurting people. But it's kind of like you're hurting yourself by hurting other people, and you don't really care that much. So anyways, and, and, and I would just be the whole time I'm like, am I a bad person or a good person? You're a good person. Am I? In heaven you're, or hell? What really is happening? You're, you're, you're no, good it's just another thing. It's just like we're just walking through rooms with cages of spiders. It's just like there's cages of spiders here, but don't <laughs> let them bother you. There are spiders in cages. I don't know why we put them in cages because the cages are as small as spiders. Like they could get out if they wanted to, but they stay in there anyway. I don't get it. <laughs> like, but I, you could, you you might be God. Like, I'm, like, not, I, I'm not. I'm not God. I, I'd say I. I could be a witch, though. That's what God but would say. But a good say. witch. A good witch. That's exactly witch. what God would say. <laughs> no, a good witch. My birthday's on Halloween, so I'd say, like, a good witch. But I could be a witch. I wouldn't enter anyone's dreams with, like, bad spiders. They'd be like rainbow spiders. <laughs> <laughs> rainbow spiders don't sound much better. <laughs> they sound terrifying. Yeah. The, the color, colorful creatures are the most poisonous. The, the, the yeah. frogs that have oh, the bright no, colors. No, that's not. I'm not poisonous, though. <laughs> no, you're not. No. <laughs> I think you said that sincerely. <laughs> I'm not. I swear. That's why I said I was a good witch. Yeah. No. No non-poisonous human has ever had to say, "I'm not poisonous." <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> All right. So to get this started, are we going to improvise a a track? I I would love. Oh uh, no! Well, Dustin's got. Unless it. Dustin has got it. Aaron, I would love that. All right, let's do it. So, Lavar, if you wanna, if you wanna join in, we're. Or I mean, you can listen. You can listen to the yeah, words yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Okay. I spent time writing. Uh, well, I can't. Wait. Well, let's just I'm wait for ready. Dustin to pull up. I don't mean to be a negative Nelly, but yeah, let's talk to our guest. For guests like the more. last four weeks, we've been doing that Skyrim thing, and I, it's it the dreams. same song. Dash. I can never. I can never hear what Spencer's saying. It's, it's all right. I'm sorry. I no, fucked up. You don't have to. You're you're doing so good. Am I? It's fine. Yeah. You know what? I think that somebody in our front row would love to improvise a instrumental. Someone just went, huh. Can you can you do a non-distracting, moody Oh, you're so excited. He can. He can do this. This is great. Am I showing LeVar Burton my butt right now? It's I liked it. So, what's your name? I'm I'm Kenny. It's Kenny, everybody. Let's give him a hand. So it's just, just kind of low pitch, kind of an ambient, like, uh, like. Well, what we've been doing is kind of like a. Do you ever... uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. start then. Keep that up, okay? Last time on Harmontown, our heroes were on the road out of Rosebook. After killing the mayor, dodging the police, and harassing a swamp widow, our heroes settled on a course. And after ten steps down that course, they changed direction and returned to town to investigate some mysterious skeletal circumstances. Finding no skeletons, but instead some crushed onyx gems, Sharpie suspected the Jarl of Fornheim might be involved. But before they could gather more evidence, Dignity strode back into town, tipping off the local guards and forcing the party to beat a hasty retreat. They took stock of their situation and finally got on back on the road, the same road they were on at the beginning of the last episode. 
There they met a human boy named Lil Baskins, who offered to guide the gang through the wilderness for a nominal fee. But who was Lil Baskins? Could a child truly lead the party? And what dangers would they find? Find out next on an all-new Harmon Town. Kenny, everybody, keep it going for Kenny. <laughs> so good. I, I, I don't know how much of the enjoyment is, is his deadpan stare, like what he's doing. It's that. a good portion. He's, yeah. he's just like, <laughs> it's the <laughs> like he's really super into focused. It. Yeah. Oh. That's what you need, Fantastic. though. That's the dedication no, that's it exactly takes. Exactly what we needed. Yeah. He is the Lavar Burton of guys in the front row. <laughs> And Austin is the LeVar Burton of cities. <laughs> and LeVar Burton is the LeVar Burton of LeVar Burton. <laughs> yeah. All right. So do you guys have any questions? So, we just, so we're, we're talking we, to Lil Baskins right now. We just hired him. We just hired a little kid to, t to, to take us to the... To the to, to the frost, frost giants city. Yeah, it's okay. a place that I. It's just the place you're going. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's what we're doing. We're so. Following the little boy. What's that? We're following a little boy. We're following a little boy. Yes, okay. yes. You're on the main road out of Bro's Book, which winds its way, meandering through the rolling grassy hills of the landscape, gently to the northeast. Y young young Baskins, uh, have you encountered any uh, curious characters? Recently? Uh, Lil Baskin swings a stick as if it were a sword and it's Whoa. like... No, what are you talking about? All right, a little bit. I grab the stick away. Hey, no, no, don't do All right. that. Well, I'll give it back to you if you promise to not wave it in my direction. Give me ten gold pieces or I'm out. What? I, Lil Baskins. You uh, can't just take people's sticks. That's fucked up. <laughs> and in right. fact, it's not a mere stick. It's, it's a very powerful sword. Ah, I, I, I apologize. Um... Even more reason to not wave it around, but I will, I'll give you back the stick. Thank you. Is it a mighty great sword? Oh, yes. You have the eye of a real swordsman. <laughs> if it is indeed a mighty great sword, I might want to bargain for it. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I, I enjoy a good bargain. You know, I traded this stick from a small twig, so... I will give you. It's the best day of my life. <laughs> All of the contents of this sack <laughs> for your mighty great sword. But how do I know what's in that sack? You don't. Oh. Oh. Therein lies the bargain. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. So it's a trade. Yeah, he presents to you the stick. I take the stick and surrender my great sword. All right. He takes it and swings it. He's pretty clumsy. He's like, man, this is heavy, but I'll get it, I'll get it. This is pretty awesome. Now, you're going to want to gonna wanna whisper to that stick. You just got to say, slice my foes. <laughs> and then it'll, you know, turn into itself. Come again? 
So you got that stick. Whisper to it. Whisper, slice my foes. Slice my foes. <laughs> Before your very eyes, the stick springs into action and leaves and vines surround its surface, turning it into a much larger greenish sword made of plant life and matter. Its vibrance fills your body with the power of nature, and you get a sense of where you are in the I world. I am rejuvenated and in a garden grove of infinite delight. <laughs> you truly are. And here I am, surrounded by emeraldness. <laughs> That's a side effect. That wears off after a couple days. It's great because two weeks ago it was Gilbert Godfrey going, I have no idea what's going on. Can I take a nap? <laughs> However, the green that I am surrounded by is intoxicating, I oh. must say. Oh, and I feel a certain calm. It's true. You all feel kind of calm. Mm. Yeah. And yet I am invigorated at the same time. That's, that's the stick, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. I can't believe the kid gave that stick up for for just a regular sword. I love commerce. All right, Baskins, continue to lead the way. All right. All right. Well, you see up here, we're going to want to get out of the road and just hunker down and hide for like three or four minutes while... I go walk up ahead, just hide down in this ditch. Why, what's up, little Baskins? Oh, you know, just highwaymen. I gotta make sure they're uh, not around before we proceed, you see. Hmm. Mm, should I come with you for protection, little Baskins? It is of utmost importance that you do not and that you stay with your heads down in this ditch. Wait, I can come because I, I, can, I can be invisible up to twice a day. Mm. <laughs> well... <laughs> Can I come? You got me there. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's let's go. I want to see what what you get to see. All right. <laughs> Creeping All right. forward along the road. Well, actually, wait. The rest of you guys, what are you? Are you actually yeah, gonna f hunker down or what? Yeah, I, Quirk and Sharpie. Let's 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 take the the Baskin's word for yeah, it. Gonna, Can uh, I share yeah, my well, invisible powers? We have a friend. No, it only go, works yeah, on you. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do as little Baskin says. I think it's a good idea that she she goes with him. But can I'm I in. share the powers yeah. with you guys? I'm in. I'm in. You guys don't want to be invisible too? Can I can? Oh, you. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Afraid not. Sorry. It's very <laughs> no sweet worries. of you, Chris. <laughs> All right. So you guys hunker down while a uh, little Bastion, with you creeping along invisibly behind him, goes down the path. And not too much further than you go down the path, do you see a large host, a large host of uh, of orcs riding upon, uh, what are those things called? Wargs. Wargs. Large wolf-like creatures. They're, they're just blocking the road. They're just they're not seeing you guys. You're, you're, you're pretty subtle and you're invisible. But uh, yeah, he's like, oh shit, we gotta Do you have to get rid of them? This. No, we we, I wouldn't, no, we should leave. Okay. <laughs> let's get back. Okay, let's go back. All right. You go back, and little Bastion's like, hey, guys, road's all fucked up. We should go through the graveyard. All right. Okay. What'd you guys see? Highwaymen, like, like I was saying. <laughs> Highwaymen, huh? Yeah. Mm. 
All right, through the graveyard then. I'm sorry, uh, quickly, Chris, could you just describe in detail what you just saw? <laughs> that's, is that I it? think that we should all be on the same page. We are traveling together. That's Chris, you. Me? That's oh, you. oh, I'm Chris. Yeah. Just uh, what, what did they look like? Just, just give me, give me the, give me the visual I think, candy. I think they were uh, gigantic, like warlike gnome people with warts on their face. I think that's, I think mm. that's what it was, right? Sounds right, like warts. With the big warts on their face, yeah. or, or are they, or, or are they, were they giant wart like, pe like, like gnomes? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was one of the, or the latter. I don't know. All right, let's are go through the graveyard. Warts or, <laughs> sounds pretty. All right. That's yeah. what I got. Something about warts. We don't want to tangle with those. <laughs> let's head for the graveyard. All right. The graveyard is actually just down the ditch further. I mean, not down the ditch. On the other side of the ditch is an embankment that goes down into the graveyard. It's a fenced-off area, but he leads you through a, a small void in the fence and shows you the graveyard. It's, it's a cramped graveyard. You can't even believe that someone saw fit to pile so many graves in here. So grave-laden is this graveyard. I, I examine a gravestone and try to read it. All right, you see one that says, rest in peace. Charlie Brink. What did you say, Charlie Brink? Charlie Brink. I look for, I look for pun, pun based Halloween themed headstones like. Uh, Halloween uh, doesn't exist. Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's my birthday. How can you say that? <laughs> oh, Vanessa, he's not saying that it doesn't oh, actually okay, exist. Okay, okay. So, it Halloween, does Halloween does it, wait, does it not exist It'll, in this you'll world? I have a birthday. Okay. What if that was my stance on Halloween? <laughs> and then Jehovah's Vanessa, Witness, Vanessa so. starts freaking out about never having been born. <laughs> yeah. So you're yes, it does. <laughs> so yeah, um, little Baskins is like, just don't touch the blue gravestones at all. Uh, wh why? Just don't touch them. Little Baskins, do you have family buried in this graveyard? Oh, yeah. My entire family's buried here. Oh, are Little Baskins, are you a little bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a bastard if do your you, parents get killed? Do you know how killed? bastards no. work? Yes, I do. I do. I'm sorry. Little, little Baskins, is your you family buried under the blue gravestones? And were they married when they conceived you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a paladin. I care about these things. <laughs> But yeah, they are buried here. Little, little Baskins, show us your family's graves. <laughs> no, I'm just torturing this kid. <laughs> I'd rather not. Little Baskins, how did, your, how did your family die? I don't like talking about my life. Little Baskins, I will give you 10 gold pieces to tell us how your family died. I really... I don't like talking about my life. Should we dig up their graves? I, I have... I have I, ha I think I have plenty of, of gear, I think. <laughs> Little maybe we can use like what they have. In, maybe they have like a watch or a compass. Right. We could use that. I don't think I have a compass. <laughs> oh my God, please just start doing it. <laughs> Little baskets, 20 gold pieces to tell us how your parents died. <laughs> I... I'm sorry, no. Also, I'm really uncomfortable at the suggestion that we exhume my dead family. We're, we're sorry, we're sorry, Little Baskins. Little Baskins, sorry, yeah. I will trade you my visor <laughs> for the tale of how your family died. 
I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just don't like talking about my life. All right, I'm going to use um, uh, diplomacy. Mm. Lil Baskins. <laughs> I think you want to tell us how your parents died. I do not. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair all right, enough. All right. I'm going to cast Charm Person <laughs> on Little Baskets. <laughs> now, uh, this is going to feel like I'm just railroading, but it, it fails to affect him. What, did I roll low? Or? No. You cast your arms, and it just, like, it passes over him as if he wasn't even there. Uh, <gasps> sidebar. Sidebar. What'd you say? Sidebar. Right. Lil Baskins, hold on a second. I, 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 Lil Baskins, we got to fix I, our I think outfits. we saw a ghost newspaper you can sell. Uh, I, I think I heard Dignity just say some, you know, insulting things about my... Oh, no, no, no. That was my inner monologue. Status. No, my... no. We just need to... The adults need to talk about the world of the living for All a right. second. <laughs> well, give, give, me, give me some money. Give you money? Yeah. yeah, sure. Here's here are ten gold pieces. Thank you. All right. Uh, this kid's off. a fucking uh, uh, ghost kid. Yeah, he's a ghost and he's trying to pay his way into heaven. Uh, is my guess. You think he's a Catholic? <laughs> I don't know of any other religion. <laughs> that was such a vaudeville. They <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's Austin, man. They're, it's a Protestant town. Well, I'm just... <laughs> I knew that joke would work. He's obviously of the spirit world. Maybe he doesn't know he is. I'm just trying to uh, try to figure out why he wants so many gold pieces. I don't... Well, I don't know that it's clear that he's a spirit. I just think he's right. definitely not human because I ca tried to cast charm person on him, so he ain't a person. Mm. That's all mm. we know. He could mm -hmm. be a werewolf. He could be a giraffe. Could he be that necromancer? I, he could be. He could be anything. He could be. He could be a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't exist in this world, Lavar. No, that's in, in this world. Everyone's black. Hmm. I just it doesn't you know bear mentioning most of the time. <sighs> um. Okay. How do we do? Does I mean, anyone, this kid, like, all right, I, I, I detect, I detect evil. Uh, on, on, no, on little definitely Baskins. a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> on little Baskins. Yeah. Um, the, you detect evil all around you. Like it's, 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 it's coming from this whole location you're in. Okay. And um, it's overpowering anything else you can see. Oh, come on. I have three vials of acid, by the way. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> Just saying, I just read that right now. I, I I'm just saying, putting it out there. I I, the, I have no doubt those will come in handy. <laughs> um, can I can I call on my on my God to give me some guidance in this graveyard? Uh, yeah. Spencer, this is really embarrassing, but do you remember what my God's name is? Yeah, it's Iamade. God damn it. <laughs> Iamade. Yep. Okay. Excuse me, I'm going to pray. Okay. Yamade. Hey, Yamade. Are you there, Yamade? It's me, Dignity. I, uh, 
I'm feeling kind of confused right now. I, I joined up with these travelers. I don't know if they're good or bad, but I feel this deep need inside me to help them. And now I'm in this graveyard. I, I don't know if this child is alive or dead or neither. And I don't know what these blue stones are. Could you give me some guidance, Iyamade? Trust your heart. <laughs> Yamade, you sound bored. No, that's that's just uh, the only the only kind of passing thought that floats into your head after okay. you complete your prayer. All right. Amen. Do, All you, right. do you worship a fortune cookie? <laughs> Sorry? I couldn't help but overhear <laughs> your totally worthless religious experience. <laughs> Um, I it's take, a small graveyard. I, I, I take great <laughs> offense to that, but I know that my heart is in the right place, um, and you have not found your... Quark. And by Quark, I mean LeVar. Yeah, that's me. What do you, th what do you, what do you, what do you think we should do? Is this kid a ghost or a monster? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I'm really uncomfortable, and I think we should... Get the fuck out of here. Out of the, out of the graveyard? Out of away, the graveyard. away from the kid? Away from all of this. <laughs> I, I, um, small graveyard. I, I, I agree. I, I think that this, uh, there's something, there's something amiss with this kid. Um, but I'm going to trust my heart before we leave. And I'm going to, th uh, throw my horse brush at one of the blue gravestones. What? You're not supposed to touch the blue. And I said, but, but maybe he's saying that because he's lying. Oh, so you don't actually lying. see any gravestones that are blue, I should I mention. I see, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, all right, never Let mind. Let me try something. Let me, all right. can, I, can I try to talk to the kid just for a second? <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> well, just let me... I, I have a way with kids. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Baskins. Lil. Lil Baskins. Thank you. This is a great graveyard, isn't it? Uh, sure. I mean... Which grave is yours? Where are you <laughs> oh, buried, damn. Tiny Baskins? You're a ghost baby. Where are you buried? <sighs> I don't like talking about my life. Because it doesn't exist. My, You're a ghost baby. My death, I can talk about. Wait, 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 oh, what? Uh, talk? Tell us about your death. I guess we just had to ask. I did it. I did it. See? <laughs> My parents were not kind to me, and uh, one day I was cutting wood, and I cut my thumb. Not even very hard, but I cut it. I cut my thumb, and they, well, they, they let me have it way too much. And uh, so my spirit lived on, I guess, and, you know, I took revenge. <laughs> and that's why they're all here. Are you usually uh, by yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. You get, it's a fine question. Well, I, I have this uh, robot baby that I could also give you. It's just, I'm just putting it out there. If you wanted, this, if you wanted a friend, you know, he lives forever. I'm pretty sure, unless he like breaks down at some point. But you know, just, just a thought. Would you, would you trade it for something? Don't, don't give him the robot baby. What? It's a really valuable... I feel really bad. He has, like, nobody to hang out with. 
I want I want to back you up in everything. I, <laughs> but but the robot baby's like a it's what we call in video games a quest item. Oh, okay. So like we earn the quest you've robot not baby. been, you know. It, 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 it's like it, it's like putting the negative things in the yellow paper oh, ball. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give him anything but the robot baby. I just now, gave him the idea, though. I feel bad. It's like an Indian giver kind of thing. I just gave him the gift. And what'd you yell out? Who? The dragon dick. <laughs> Kids <laughs> will love it. <laughs> I don't have time. Little, little Baskins. I. This is. This is. Uh, I do have that. Are you? Are you hoping to to help us or? Well, yeah. You paid me money. I mean, right. I had a sign. Tiny Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a ghost, why do you love money so it's much? It's Lil Baskins. Why do you love money? Because people don't seem to care what you are if you have a lot of money. Oh, Lil Baskins. <laughs> Lil Baskins. Hey, that's just the life I didn't get to live. Lil Baskins, I'm going to be your daddy now. Well, I, I, that's not really... I mean, I've been alive... I mean, I've been dead for like a hundred years. Yeah, so? I mean... It took that long for you to find your real papa. <laughs> I'm never going to hurt you for cutting your thumb. It's the, the least convincing thing you could say. <laughs> I rolled a one. Yeah. I rolled a one. Oh. He's like, maybe, I, mean, maybe I hate he my can, dad. Maybe he can convince you over a uh, montage of father-son bonding moments in the graveyard. <laughs> I mean, there shouldn't even be a die roll for this, right? That's, that's a diplomacy, I mean. Well, I mean, but still, what I'm no, saying is... No, it's not in a ghost's nature to want a dad. <laughs> Guys, what's right. happening right now is Dan is asking Spencer to be his son. <laughs> they don't know it, but they're having a conversation about their actual <laughs> dynamic. It's the only way we're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> All right, well, little Baskins... I, I think we've heard enough. Okay, we, he was honest with us. He's a ghost baby. Yeah. What do you think, Quark? Are you still feeling? Is it? Oh yeah. If, if we if we leave the graveyard, we're gonna let this ghost baby continue to lead us to ghost our child. Next, to ghost child. Thank you. Like like I, I I he seems like a good honest ghost kid. Like he's not he's not trying to hide the fact that he's a ghost. He's he's out front with it. Yeah. 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 He deserves a chance to redeem himself. Yeah, little Baskins, can you show us the way and we promise to be uh, up front? Oh, totally. Here on out. It's right in this mausoleum. Oh, boy. What what Cliff is Cliffhanger? <laughs> what's what's in the mausoleum? The pathway to the mountains. That's where you're headed, Fornheim. That does sound like a good uh, stopping point, except that there is no big point. Uh, I, I I slip on a banana peel and fart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the All end right. of. Uh, oh. Thank you. That's oh. the end. Thank of, you, Levar Burton, everybody. Oh. Amazing guest controller. Amazing. Thank you, Vanessa. Spencer. Another standing ovation for Levar Burton. Vanessa. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Vanessa. And thank you to Mars. And Kenny. thank you, Mars, for your beatboxing. Thank you, Justin, for producing. Thank you, Lars and the AFS for hosting us. Thank you, this theater. And thank you, 
you wonderful city. We're gonna go hang out. There's a, I think, or actually, I think, I think here I could do like selfies and whatever. Feral audio. United States government it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on Feral Audio. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.